This is a financial promotion. If you decide to invest, please remember that investment involves risk. Investments can go up and down in value, so you can get back less than what you put in. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance and may not be repeated. Ravenscroft Cash Management Limited and Ravenscroft Investment Management Limited are licensed and regulated by the Guernsey Financial Services Commission to conduct investment business. Thanks for tuning in today to a special podcast for Sustainable Finance Week. Shannon Lancaster and Jonathan Pope from Ravenscroft have joined myself, Adele Gale from Robus, and we're going to talk about ESG considerations for insurers' cash portfolios. We know that the global landscape is changing. It's changed. Investors want to know how their capital, savings and pensions are being invested and what social and environmental impact those investments are having. In response, TCFD developed their framework under which UK companies already make consistent disclosures on their environmental impact. And from 2023, the SDR comes into force incorporating social impact. I won't go into all of them now, but similar disclosures are already in existence and expected in the near future across the globe. Guernsey is home to 300 captives, each playing a varying part in their group's sustainability strategies. I'm a director at Robus Guernsey and deputy chair of GEAR. I also co-wrote the ESG framework for insurers, which GEAR launched in early 2021. I'll hand over to Jonathan and Shannon to introduce themselves now, before we delve into the small changes captives can make in their investment portfolios to contribute positively to their group's objectives. Jonathan. Hello, uh, my name is John and I'm a director of Ravenscroft Cash Management. Um, cash Management is one of the core services which Ravenscroft offers. My key responsibility is the day-to-day uh, investment of client funds. I have 25 years market experience and Ravenscroft Cash Management currently manage over two billion of client funds. Hello, my name is Shannon Lancaster and I work within the multi-manager team at Ravenscroft as a fund analyst. My day-to-day responsibilities are the research and monitoring of the underlying funds that sit within our fund-to-fund product range. And most recently, I've been working on the Ravenscroft Global Solutions Fund. I also sit on Ravenscroft's ESG working group um, and have a keen interest in sustainability. Thanks both. So many captives deploy cash strategies as part of their investment portfolios and Ravenscroft provide cash management services to a number of Robus clients. Um, Robus are an insurance manager in Guernsey. But Jonathan, can I ask you just to start with, why is cash a good solution for captives? Thanks, Adele. Um, Well, in our experience, captives are taking on insurance risk um, and their focus is on mitigating that. Um, It perhaps makes little sense in most cases for them to then take on uh, investment risk as well. Um, Having said that, of course, captives will uh, be involved, of course, in taking in premiums and paying out claims and they'll want to maximise returns on their cash balances without locking funds up or taking large risks. So specifically, our service uses certificates of deposit, which are effectively effectively a negotiable fixed deposit um, and they have a number of key benefits over a traditional fixed deposit. Um, First of all, uh, liquidity. Quite simply, a CD can be sold prior to maturity. So if a client needs funds back, we will sell all or part of a CD to make that repayment. Second of all, um, duration. If if a client is uncertain about claims um, and when they might have to make them, the obvious thing to do is to keep the money very um, short term, in, perhaps in a call account or something with their, their clearing bank. Um, the return that they get from that uh, call account will be less than perhaps we can get by being able to put the money a little bit further down the yield curve and a little bit better return. But the client is confident to be able to do this because, as I say, we can sell the CD if we need to sell it. A third benefit is diversification. I'm sure we all know in the current uh, era how difficult it is to, to open 
bank accounts, especially multiple bank accounts, if you want to spread your, your bank risk over a number of counterparties. The benefit with a, a certificate of deposit is that there's one client agreement with Ravenscroft Cash Management which lists all of the banks that we can use, um, and all of those banks issue CDs, so you don't have to open up individual bank accounts with every uh, bank on the list. It just gives us the authority to buy CDs issued by those banks. Uh, and the credit risk um, a CD will rank pari pursue with a fixed deposit, so it's the same risk whether you buy a, a CD or, or, or lend the money in a fixed deposit. So there are a number of benefits for, for certificates of deposit. Um, and the other benefit of a, of a cash portfolio is because the investments are in cash instruments and relatively short term, there's a lot lower volatility so that the risks of, of, of market prices moving up and down significantly is a, is a lot lower. So that means that, that CDs and cash instruments attract a lower regulatory capital charge. So um, at the moment, are you seeing an increase in demand for your services, um, given the current economic factors? In a, in a word, um, yes. Uh, first of all, higher interest rates uh, make a cash portfolio look much more attractive than they have done for the last 15 years. Um, as we all know, for the last 15 years, interest rates have been very, very low, um, and that is uh, uh, translated into, um, into the yields that we can generate for a cash portfolio. But we've seen interest rates increase by um, from 10 basis points to one and three quarter percent in the last less than a year and we're expecting official interest rates to go a little bit higher yet. Um, at the same time, I think we, we talked a little bit in the earlier question about volatility. We've also seen increased volatility in other markets. So uh, the, the, the lack of or the lower volatility, I should say, in, in cash uh, markets is also making that as an asset class look more attractive. Um, some would argue that over the last 15 years, uh, investment risk has been mispriced because interest rates are so low uh, and this process of, of mispriced um, investment risk is starting to unwind. So in a world where we're seeing multiple risks from geopolitical to economic to environmental, the attractions of a, of a flexible solution, which is easily understood, is becoming increasingly popular. Um, so, so GEAR, as I mentioned before, launched our ESG framework for insurers in early 2021. And there are multiple pillars within that framework, but pillar three in particular is relevant here. It requires insurers to assess their investments against their own ESG policy, but it also sets minimum standards for the investments they hold and the investment managers they use. Shannon, can I ask you what Ravenscroft's approach is to, to ESG? Thanks, Adele. Our aim as a business is to help clients achieve the best possible outcomes from their investments, whether it be through our cash management service, our execution only or discretionary investment management team or our precious metals business. We recognise we are stewards of our clients' capital. So alongside achieving their investment goals, we are mindful that we have a responsibility to invest in a certain way. And that means responsible investing. So what do we actually mean by that? Well, it is commonly defined as an approach that seeks to integrate ESG considerations into investment management practices. We view ESG issues as a set of risks and opportunities that can be assessed and monitored and believe that integrating ESG into our processes can help to reduce investment risk and provide exciting opportunities to enhance long-term portfolio returns. A few years ago, we became signatories to the UN Principles for Responsible Investment. It is basically an international network of investors that have publicly signed up to implement six aspirational principles that include being a responsible investor. Its goal is to understand the implications of sustainability for investors and support signatories to facilitate incorporating these issues into their investment decision making and ownership practices. 
What it's really helped us to do is form a stewardship and responsible investment policy that steers our investment processes across the discretionary part of the business. In addition to this, in 2021, we became ESI monitors, which basically means that all of our offices are now signed up to measure and monitor our carbon footprint. Once we have this information, we look forward to sharing it with clients and getting started on our net zero journey. These decisions have been driven by the ESG Working Group and we are pleased to say we've been supported um, by all of the teams across the business and most importantly by the board level directors. We have representation on the board um, from a non-executive director that sits on our top board um, so it really feeds up through the hierarchy of the business. We're always looking at frameworks and initiatives that can help us on our responsible investment journey and that will add value for our clients. Insurance managers and captive boards aren't necessarily uh, experts in assessing the impacts of their investment on the environment or on society. How can Ravenscroft help specifically in respect of cash portfolios, but obviously also looking at the underlying banks that that are being invested into? So how do we approach ESG investment? Well, on the cash management side, um, as John has mentioned, uh, they generally invest through certificates of deposit. Um, so the impact um, of ESG work is actually quite limited, but it doesn't mean that we can't do anything. Um, these CDs are, are issued by large global banks and CDs don't carry voting rights, so we can't be active um, owners of them um, and we can't directly alter the behaviour of these banks. Um, but their sustainable investing initiatives and policies are public and reviewed periodically. And these actually form part of the decision-making process of the cash management team when they're investing in these CDs. In addition, the team have formed a counterparty ESG credentials list that includes Stainalytics ESG ratings, which some of you may be aware of, um, alongside the Moody's long-term ratings of these um, global banks. As with everything, we expect our processes to improve over time as transparency and consistency of data on key ESG issues becomes available. And we look forward to updating our clients along the way through our ESG journey as a business. So how easy is it to set up a mandate with Ravenscroft and what do captives need to provide you with? Well, we, we try very hard um, to make account opening as straightforward as possible. Obviously, we have very important regulatory uh, requirements to adhere to. Um, but in simple terms, a prospective client needs to complete an application form and sign a client agreement. The application form uh, details all of the information our new business team will need to onboard the client, um, how complicated the structure is, stipulates how much information we require. But we will always communicate clearly what we need and why we need it. The client agreement is a specific cash document which stipulates basically what we can do on behalf of the client. It provides the discretion we need to get on and manage a client's cash. Um, the exact guidelines are agreed at the outset, but they um, are adapted to suit individual requirements. It's not a one-size-fits-all policy. For instance, if a captive has an existing relationship with another bank and would prefer that we didn't use that bank, then that's an easy um, thing to be able to do to amend the limit list to remove the, the counterparty concerned. Once both sides of the take-on process are complete, we can start to manage the client's money. Um, thereafter, we maintain close liaison with both uh, the insurance manager and the captive board um, with regard to you know, um, monies coming in or out or, or likelihood of, of claims being paid in sort of perhaps three or six months' time. Um, but the day-to-day decision-making over which banks to use, which periods to place money for, are taken by, by us. 
Um, we also, um, as Shannon said, monitor the credit ratings of the counterparties we use, and we provide whatever reporting is required, be that uh, monthly statements or quarterly board packs, um, and we're always very, very happy to, to, to attend board meetings in person as well. We charge a fee based on the funds under management, that's accrued daily and charged monthly in arrears, so if the funds we manage drop to zero, so does the fee. Uh, and this fee is all inclusive of all charges, including uh, obviously investment management, but custody and money transmission as well. Thanks very much, Jonathan and Shannon. I um, really, really enjoyed recording this podcast with you. I think it's really important that um, all, all of the captives that we have in Guernsey um, are aware of, of what they can do to overlay their own ESG criteria and policies onto their investment portfolio and how you guys can help them to achieve that. So thank you very much. And thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks very much, Adele. Thank you, Adele. Thanks very much. Bye.